Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. It's a picture that there's going to be a scarcity of food worldwide it's going to be a time of great disaster and we who are alive those of you that miss the rapture it'll be a time when life is reduced to the barest of necessities you won't see anything like black friday it will be black but there'll be very little food What things can we expect to see as we near the end of the world? Today, Pastor Mark will warn listeners that the intense scenes seen in movies are far from what is really to come when the tribulation begins on earth. He will explain what all is to come in the tribulation, including persecution of Christians because they speak in the name of Jesus. In Scripture, Jesus spoke of the power of His name but also the negative reception it will get around the world. As we draw nearer to the end times, how bold are you in proclaiming the name of Jesus? He brings hope to the disaster that is to come. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, The Signs of the End of the World. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, we're going to be at verse 8. As you know, Jesus is sitting with his disciples on the Mount of Beatitudes, and they want to know when he's going to set up his kingdom, when the Messiah would rule Jerusalem. Well, of course, the disciples thought it was going to be any moment, just a few days. Their timing was off. They were hoping that Jesus was going to just set up his kingdom, get rid of the Romans, everything would be great. But as Jesus answers their question, when is the end of the world coming and when is he going to set up his kingdom, his second coming, he really says to them, well, it is coming, guaranteed, but it's going to be in the future. And then he gives some signs to look for as we head to the future. We can't set dates, but we can understand some of the times in which we live. I've asked you to turn to Matthew 24, verse 8. Let's read it. Jesus said, all these, speaking about the signs of the end of time, are the beginning of birth pains. Some of you have a Bible that says, are the beginning of sorrows. It relates to birth pains. What did you notice? After one of the dominoes starts, what happened? Everywhere. So, 
birth pains. How does that work? Well, it works the same way. Here's the first principle I want you to write down today because it has to do with prophetic signs, signs of the end of the times. Here it is. Labor pains increase in two things, in frequency and intensity. Those of you that are mothers, you understand that. There's the starting of the birth pains, and then they get stronger and stronger, and then they increase. They just increase, increase. The the lapse between them gets smaller and smaller. Pretty soon, that's that domino effect that just keeps happening. Now, what does that really mean? Well, it means when we look at these signs, they're going to be like birth pain. You ladies relate a little more than us guys, but it means that there's going to be an increasing amount of them. The intensity of them is going to be increased. And we're going to see that these signs are packed closer and closer and closer together. Now, the signs that we're going to look at today, the eight of them, when do they occur? Now, there's some debate in verses 4 through 14 that we're going to study today as to exactly when these signs happen. There is a little bit of debate, but I believe, and most biblical scholars really believe, that what we're going to look at in verses 4 through 14 happen at the beginning of the tribulation. See the tribulation? Let me explain how we get there. We're now in the church age. And there's coming a day, something called the rapture. You see it right there at the end of the church age, starting into the tribulation. It's the rapture. The rapture means there's coming a point in time when every true Christ follower is immediately translated from the earth to heaven in the twinkling of an eye. There's no time for you to go, whoa, I didn't want to miss it. I, God, forgive me. It's too late. You already missed it. You'll be left for the next seven years, the tribulation. So this rapture, listen, is signless. There's no sign to look for. It could happen at any moment. These signs that we're looking at today are going to happen during the first seven, uh, first three and a half years of the tribulation period of time. And what we're going to look for as we move through is... The world is pregnant. You can, you know, when, a, when a woman gets pregnant, she doesn't start with birth pains. But after a while, someone will look and say, I wonder if is she, is she pregnant. No, she just put on a few pounds. That's a horrible thing, isn't it? I mean, no, you can see she's pregnant. So the world is pregnant. What do I mean pregnant? Well, it's pregnant to, there's coming a time when the tribulation is going to be entered into. In other words, Time is going to enter into seven years of wrath from God. Pregnancy. So as we get closer and closer, the signs we're going to look at today, they're going to appear more rapid, and there's more intensity as we go through them. So it has great relevance to us, because as we see these things getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and more intense, then we know we're closer to the thing that precedes the the tribulation, which is the rapture. So we're going to study it together. Look at verse 6. Matthew 24, verse 6. Now you will hear of wars and rumors of war, but see to it that you're not alarmed. 
Such things must happen. Notice this. But the end, Vieira, notice, but the end is still to come. Now, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So here's the third sign. Wars, division, dissension. We need to be on the lookout for these. Now, individually, how do wars happen? Wars don't happen because of a country. A country is just made up of people. So individually, man has never learned to live in peace. Unless he has a relationship with Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And the problem is not external. How many nuclear missiles you have? It's internal. It's in the heart of man. In the book of James, we're reminded individually in our homes, at work, in our marriages, with our kids. Notice, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war? Notice, within you? It's spiritual. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Now, as individuals have this, you just expand that, and what we have are worldwide battles. As we closer to end time, what are the two words? Increase in what? Do I, okay, I have to go back to page one? Do I have to go back to page one? Increase in what? It's like a labor pain. Ladies, you ought to be able to answer this. Increase in what? Intensity and what else? Frequency. Now, as you look at that, look back in the verse, and Jesus says, when you see these wars and rumors of war increasing, up the dose of your tranquilizer. Is that what he says? No, he doesn't say that. He says, don't get a Valium. He says, what's he say there? Don't be what? Tell me. Don't be what? Don't be alarmed. Well, why shouldn't I have to be alarmed? Well, number one, if I'm a Christian, I have the Prince of Peace, Jesus, living in me. Number two, I know the outcome. I know where we're headed. I know it's going to be horrible. I know it's going to get worse. You know, there's some Bible teachers around our country that say this. As we get closer to the end of time, things are going to get better. I'm not sure what book they're reading. It's not the Bible. Definitely not the Bible. So I have the Prince of Peace in me. Second, I know the outcome. Third, what if I don't make it till the tribulation? What if I die before that? Then it's okay. Because I go right to heaven. You see, I am at peace. It doesn't mean we don't take caution. It doesn't mean we don't do appropriate action. But it means... Just what Jesus said. You don't have to be alarmed and panic. Xanax can stay in the medicine cabinet for some other reason. Now, look at the the last part of verse 7. There will be famines in earthquakes in various places. This brings up sign number 4. As we get closer to the tribulation, 
we will see an increase in intensity and an increase in frequency of disasters, disease, and signs in the heaven. Luke, who writes about the same kind of things in Matthew 24, he says this, there'll be great earthquakes, there'll be famines, there'll be pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. See, we are living in a day when the signs from heaven are shocking. Now, how bad is it going to get? Keep your finger right where you are there in Matthew and turn back to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation chapter 6. You can't miss it. It's the last book. As we look at Revelation 6, it's very similar in order to the Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24 and 25, to Mark 13 and to Luke 21. All of these events we're going to read about, we're just going to read about two or three here, happen during this first half of the tribulation. They're the same kind of signs. Now remember, this tribulation is a time when Christians are taken before that at the rapture. We're out of the world. We're gone. At that point, all hell breaks loose. Every bed is off. The wrath of God, we're not seeing the wrath of God now. The wrath of God comes to judge sin. What's it going to be look like? Well, John is on the island of Patmos. God gives him a vision of what the end times are going to look like. Look in verse 6. Revelation 6, verse 6. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a day's wages, and three quarts of barley for a day's wages. And do not damage the oil and the wine. Now what is this about? This third judgment comes after war, after war, after war. What happens in war quite often? Well, war brings famine. Natural disasters bring famine. So notice how difficult this is going to be. Verse 6 says that during the tribulation, there's going to be a famine of food. Well, let's say you make $10 an hour. You work eight hours, 80 bucks. Look what it says. One quart of wheat, 80 bucks. One quart. It's a picture of famine. It's a picture that there's going to be a scarcity of food worldwide. It's going to be a time of great disaster. And we who are alive, those of you that miss the rapture, it'll be a time when life is reduced to the barest of necessities. You won't see anything like Black Friday. It will be black, but there'll be very little food. Well, look at the next seal when it's open, verse 7. When the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. And I looked, and before me was a pale horse. There's a lot of picture words in the book of Revelation. That pale horse is basically ashen or pale green. It represents a person who's critically ill. You look at them, and they go, Man, they got, they got no color in their face. So he says, It's rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. And they were given power. Now, this is during the tribulation. Guys, this is going to happen. 
They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill it by sword, famine, plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Because of famine, plagues, infection, death will take its toll. Now, these infections... Sebastian Mark, we've always seen infections. We've always had wars. You never had a war that killed one half of the population of the world. Not even close. Pastor Mark, we always had infections. Yes, we have. But notice two words. Increase in intensity and increase in frequency. Well, we had AIDS a few generations ago. We've solved that, haven't we? Have we? Not even close. Go to Africa. You'll find it's as rampant as ever. Hidden in many countries like China and Russia, they hide the facts from us. Now you say, well, I don't want to know this. Yes, you do. Because as you see these things happening, we don't have to be fearful. We know that God's in control. And so as all of those things take place, we're going to know What's going to happen next? Oh, not the necessarily the disease, but we are, know, are going to know the outcome because God doesn't leave us clueless. Now, take your finger from Revelation and flip right back to Matthew 24, verse 9. Viera, Matthew 24, verse 9. Now, Jesus gets pretty plain with his disciples. They want to know what the future holds for them. Look at this verse. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. Now, who does the you represent? Well, first, who is Jesus speaking to? Tell me. His disciples. So you're on the hill there. Hey, Jesus, when's the kingdom coming? We want to be on your right and left. Well, Jesus says, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. So first of all, the you is spoken of, of the disciples. In other words, the future for them is not the tribulation. The future for them is persecuted, martyred for the name of Christ. Was that true? Every one of the disciples died for believing in Jesus Christ. They were martyred. Peter was crucified upside down on a cross. All the other disciples were killed. Exactly true. But the you also extends beyond Jesus' immediate disciples, and it includes all Christian followers, Christ followers, from that day until right now. And then, of course, you also includes believers in the tribulation. Well, Pastor Mark, I thought you told me before the tribulation starts, there's something called the rapture, and all Christians are gone. Yes, that's true. But many people during the tribulation will become Christ followers. They're going to listen to these tapes. They're going to read their Bible. Some of you may be even here in this morning in this service or listening by a tape later and laughing at all this jazz. You got it. This guy's, what, a Star War guy? What is this? Is this the X channel? What is this? And you'll, you'll hunt this tape down. You won't be laughing then. And literally millions will fall on their knees and accept Jesus Christ. Now, what's going to happen to you then? Well, the Bible says you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be killed. 
You see, very often people say this to me, Pastor Mark, I'll be a Christian someday, it's no big deal. I'm not really interested in following Christ. Now, you know, Christians get laughed at and persecuted really bad. You know, maybe you were a Christian last week and somebody laughed at you in school. They were really persecuted. Man, let's put you right up there with the disciples. Like, wow. Ooh. What? So you don't become a Christian. You think you're going to become a Christian when your life is on the line during the tribulation? You're going to see later that many people are just going to leave the faith. They won't be persecuted. If you can't be a Christian now, I'm afraid you'll have a very difficult time ever, ever standing for Christ. So we see what's coming, and here's our fifth sign. One we don't want to write down, but Jesus spoke of it. Martyrdom and death. You see, the persecution of Christians is all over the world, but to be very honest, we're isolated. See, Jesus says, you're going to be handed over and persecuted and put to death. This is happening all around our world. Now, what's going to happen as we move through that? It's going to get what? More frequent? And more people are going to be persecuted. Before we get to the tribulation. You'll see later when I read a certain statement, there may come a day here in the United States. You know, there's no country in the world that still has on their coin, in God we trust. One day that'll be gone. And when that's gone from our coin, look out. Some of us will die. If Jesus doesn't come back soon, we'll be gone. This is the world you're inheriting. Young parent, make sure that you're raising your kids. See, the world is after us. Satan is after us. Now, look back at that verse. I want you to see something. Why are these people persecuted? You're Bible scholars this morning. Look at your verse. We just read it. Why are they persecuted? Because of what? Because of, what's it say? Vieira, what's it say? Because of me. So Jesus said, you're going to be killed and persecuted because what? Of Jesus Christ. Peter and John went up to the temple one day, and there was a man that was lame from birth. He said, you got any money? He said, no, we don't have any money. He was expecting a coin. But they said, what we do have in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. He was healed. Later, the Jewish leaders came to him and said, what's the deal with this? And Peter, who ran before Pentecost, stood boldly and said this, the reason you see this man healed today is not us. It's not our church. It's certainly not anything to do with religion. It's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, that this man walks free today. Why are we going to be persecuted? Because we're Jesus' followers. We're not a church follower. We're not a religious follower. We're not an Allah follower. We're a Jesus follower. Israel becoming a nation, spiritual deception, wars, divisions, dissension, disasters, diseases. Most of these things we have already seen in some ways in this world. Today we learn from Pastor Mark of several signs to keep watch for that the end of the world is upon us. The events listed above are all ones found in Scripture that act as signs of the end. Do you have your faith and hope in Jesus, knowing your eternity is secure? You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. What specific traumas will this world face as we enter the end times? How are we as Christians to respond? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners to keep their eyes out for certain signs the end of the world is near. He will also challenge believers to be even more intentional about spreading the good news to all of the world. The earth is full of people in need of a Savior today. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting